So, this is like pretty much my first uh, recording, so I, I guess I'll just introduce myself. Hello, I am uh, Good Job M9, uh, GJM9 for short. Um, I. I talk about a wide, wide range of subjects, you know, what's on my mind, you know, shit that just pops up. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a wide range of interests, music, politics, you know, all that type of shit, you know. I, I don't know all the answers. I give advice. I guess I give pretty decent advice. I don't give... I, I don't know all the answers. I can't tell you all of the answers to everything. Nor can I um, be so arrogant as to assert that I have all the answers. Also, as a warning, I have a tendency to ramble. And I stutter a lot. And I also have a tendency of repeating myself, and of repeating myself a lot, mostly because I'm going off the cuff, and sometimes it's really hard for me to keep track of what I'm talking about, but hey, I'm rambling. So, uh, I guess the topic that I'm thinking about right now is how we have a tendency to... How we have a tendency to make the past relevant to us. And I don't mean it like, oh, the past is never relevant. Don't pay attention to things that happened before. No, what I mean by this is that when bad things happen to us, say a relationship, for example. You know, say you've been in several fucked up relationships you have had someone cheat on you, you have had someone be dishonest, or whatever, and then you get with someone who's not like any of these people, and at first it's great, because you're not thinking of that person, in like, oh, they're gonna cheat on me, you know, they're gonna do this, that, and the other mindset, you're not in that mindset yet, excuse me, I hiccuped, <clears throat> But as soon as you actually end up, I, I guess, as soon as you actually end up, um, damn, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I know what I'm talking about. I swear. As soon as you actually end up settling into the relationship, you start to feel yourself kind of not lose yourself in the relationship, as it were, but just lose yourself in general. You know, you start to suddenly think that this person is going to cheat on you like the last person did. You know, they're going to start to do all these things that the last person did. When in reality, that just might not be the case. 
you know, it's not fair to push all of your insecurities onto that person. And I acknowledge that onto myself because I have a lot of issues. I've had, um, I've been treated badly socially pretty much all my life up until this point. I'm 18. So, um, I've been treated badly for about the past 17 years of my life. Which is actually quite devastating, actually, and it's really sad once once I say it out loud, to be completely honest with you, but, um, yeah, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, apparently. Uh, hmm. Um, anywho, uh, I I blanked for a second, I'm sorry. Again, I'm going off the cuff, and I haven't actually done this before, but going back to what I was saying, if I can remember what I was saying, I might not actually release this one, I don't know. Anywho, I, I have been treated badly in my life, and it's kind of hard for me to recognize when someone legitimately likes me. If I meet someone new, if I have the nerve to actually approach them, um, when I meet someone new, I have the tendency to not necessarily assume that they're not going to like me at some point or another, because that's just a self-fulfilling prophecy, but... I start to question as to whether or not they actually want me around for reasons that may have a little bit to do with reality or reasons that have less to do with reality, but my own deep-seated issues um, that I have never actually been able to confront due to certain circumstances, whatever those circumstances may be say it's a childhood bully that I never got to confront or a situation that I felt as if I should have spoken up in but I didn't speak up you know things like that and I and I think that a lot of people can relate to this notion the notion that sometimes you can't really help but to put all of the negative traits on the people of the people that you have um encountered all throughout your life onto a person that you meet new for the first time. Not the very first time that you meet them, but when it settles in, especially when it has to do with a relationship. I mean, you know, for for the most part, um, I have never been, I, I actually have been cheated on, but it, it's, it's not really all that important to me. But, you know, I, I've been told by this one person that I am probably one of the worst people alive on earth and this is just not the case this person is vindictive in nature anyway so of course she'd go out of her way to actually say that about me but I can't help but to have her in the back of my head every time I actually start to doubt you know I actually start to think 
that she's right. Not consciously, because I'm just like, you know, she's not even relevant to me. I don't speak to her. All I know is that she talked badly to, about me to people that I don't even talk to anymore. And I don't talk to them because they don't talk to me because of her. And the cycle goes on and on. You know, nowadays, I have the confidence to say that, hey, you know, they might not like me, but other people do. And as long as other people do like me, and that I am a good person, it really shouldn't matter as to what that person actually says about me. Because personally, I don't know about you, if anyone's listening to this at all, but, you know, I don't know about you, dear listener, but... I, personally, try my best to be as decent as possible when it comes to other people, their feelings, and so on and so forth. I will never go out of my way to be an asshole to someone, even if they provoked me first. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, if, if you push me, I'm gonna push you back, because that's just, that's just how I am. You know, I have to defend myself. I can't just, you know, sit here and let you be mean to me and not have me say something to you about you being mean to me, you know? If I don't like what you're saying to me, I'm going to tell you that I don't like what you're saying. Um, but anyway, that's just, that, that's just really the type of person that I actually really am. Um... And sometimes it's it's hard to acknowledge that, you know. Um, I just sent my girlfriend uh, a really, really long text not too long ago, you know, to sum it up, you know. It didn't really say too much. It didn't really say a lot. It just, it, I just, it was just me expressing my feelings in general um, about her, and, and about our relationship, and stuff like that, no, I wasn't breaking up with her, yes, it was positive, but the thing is, is that, that doesn't stop me from ignoring her message, (laughs) it's like, I saw, I see the number, it's like I have an iPhone, you know, the, um, you know, you know, the messenger at the, at the base of your phone, where, where the home button is, and, you know, anytime you get a notification, it shows, like, a, it's a red dot with a one in the middle of it, yeah, I see that, she's the only person I've texted today through my cell phone, and I know that's her, am I gonna look at that message? Probably not until fucking tomorrow, and why am I acting that way? I didn't say anything. Like I said, I didn't say anything bad. I didn't insult her mother. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even meet her mother, okay? I didn't, I didn't do anything. But yet, I feel this anxiety towards this situation based off of things that happened to me in the past. And I don't really understand as to why I keep putting myself into this loop. Like, I feel as if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, but it's also not, because, like I said again, what I said was actually quite benign. Pretty much all I said was that, you know, I love her, I, it's really hard for me to express my feelings because, because, you know, X, Y, Z, I'd rather talk to you about it in person, um, you know, I'm proud of you for going to college, but, you know, I 
you know, I, I wish I could talk to you more, but I feel like I'm bothering you every time I speak to you, even though you probably want me to talk to you anyway, and you don't really care, but I do, and if I just ignore the fact that, you know, not just ignore, but like, if I don't talk to you up until, if I just wait until I actually see you again, because, you know, I'm in one part of the state, and she's in, like, another city inside of the state going to college, so it's a long-distance relationship at this point because, you know, she's literally away at college and whatnot, so, you know, texting her is, you know, half of the only communication that I ever actually give her. My phone is off, so I don't really want to call her, um... I don't, I don't want to urge her to call me because I feel as if I'm the one who's wasting her time. I'm the one. I feel like I'm the one who's a burden to her, even though that is my girlfriend and she probably would like to hear from me every so often, which is weird. But I still feel that way, even though I can actively, which is ironic because I can actively acknowledge as to why I feel that way about myself or why I feel that way about the situation, but that doesn't stop me. I can logicize the situation and how I feel about it and so on and so forth, but that doesn't stop me from feeling the way that I do. It just stops me from acting on those feelings. And I guess that's the best thing that we can really do when, you know, we've been hurt, is to try our best to not let these things define us. To not let the bad things that happen in our lives define us, you know, if, if Jill, Jake, you know, whatever the fuck you're into, you know, if so-and-so cheated on you and you've been cheated on a multitude of times, you've been fucked over, you've been treated badly, you've been abused, whatever, and then you get into another relationship and the person's actually decent to you and they're nice to you and it's not that fake niceness, it's, it's actual genuine good personness that you found you can't really help but to get paranoid later on in the relationship that they will either abandon you start to abuse you if they haven't already or they will cheat on you you can't help but to be paranoid and the thing about this is that you have to acknowledge that you are being paranoid and it doesn't actually make sense None of what I think about my personal situation actually makes sense, nor does it actually align with reality. Now, uh, now what I'm thinking about that message that I'm probably not going to look at up until the point that I get some THC in my system, (laughs) or until I actually calm the fuck down about it, um, is... Damn, what I damn, what was I saying? I'm sorry. Oh shit, I'm sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. I was on a roll for like a solid 2 minutes. I was I'm proud of myself. Um hmm. Damn, what was I saying? Oh, now I now I remember. I, I told you I have a I, I told you I have a tendency to forget what the fuck I'm saying because I I am going off the cuff after all. But yeah, um, you know, none of what I feel about the current situation 
is actually reflected by reality. Like, I feel like she doesn't want me to talk to her, but she hasn't said anything, nor has she done anything that would actually affirm this belief, you know? I feel like she's going to break up with me after that entire message, which is absurd, literally just based off of what I told you just now. It's completely insane that I think that she might break up with me because of what I said, but this is the experience that I've had in the past where I have gone out of my way to pour my heart out to someone and have it go go unappreciated. It's a shame that this happens, but it did, it does, and it will keep happening to me as long as I exist on this earth, sadly enough. It just really depends on which people I actually associate myself with. Because the thing is, is that I never really know what I'm doing as far as dating goes. Because every time I think I have something good, it ends up turning into shit. So any time that I actually get something good, I can't really trust that it's not that it's not shit because of one second. Oh, that's some good ass juice. It's a cranberry cranberry pineapple ocean spray. You might like it. It's really good on ice. Unfortunately, that was the last of it and I'm too lazy to go get come out of my room and, and get a refill. That and I'm kind of busy at the moment because I'm talking to you. I'm sorry if you're annoyed that I keep getting off topic. Um, <clears throat> but anywho. All of the things that I feel are really in regards to her. And I said that. I said that in the text. I didn't blame her for any of my personal feelings. And I was actually very, very transparent about the fact that 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 none of that shit really has anything to do with you. So if she texted me back and she was super emotional about it and she she said something along the lines of, you know, why do you feel that way about me when I literally just told her that that wasn't the case, then that's on her, but she's not really the type of person to do some shit like that. So I don't really think that she'd, she'd do that. I, I don't know. I don't know what she's going to say. As far as I know, she broke up with me. Again... Why would I think that after I just told you what I just said? Because of what happened in the past. And it, it, this, this, is, this is what happens a lot. You know, this is the reason. This is the exact reason why I try my best to be the most decent person I can towards other people. Because I know that my actions will affect them. What I say to them may stick. What I say to them may stick. What I say to them may not stick. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that what I said does affect them. I mean, unless they don't care. If they don't care, then... It doesn't affect them at all because they don't care. But if they did care, then it does. So let's just assume that they cared. 
just for the sake of my argument. You know, you, when, when being in these situations, you have to recognize that the person that you were back then and the person doesn't, the person that you were back then and the situation that you were in with that abusive relationship or that unfortunate friendship or whatever it was, that doesn't have to be you right now in the present. You don't have to keep being that person. Even if you are still going through it at this very moment, you don't have to be this person. You know, you you don't have to be this person. You can stand up for yourself. You can get out of that situation, whatever the situation may be. It's, it's going to be very, very hard. It may take years, depending upon how bad it actually is and how deep-seated the issues between you and that other person actually are. And depending upon whether or not, you know, salvation is through compromise, if you will. But if it isn't, don't be afraid to move on. Because if you can't, you can't fix people. People can only fix themselves. So, if you're talking to your friend, you're talking to your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and you're like, hey, I don't really like it when you do this, that, and the other. You know, when you do X, Y, and Z, it makes me feel A, B, C, and I'd kind of like it if you didn't do that. And that's how you approach them about it, and they basically go berserk then they may they, they they might not be the person for you whether like i said whether it's a a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship it doesn't matter because at the end of the day you don't need bad friends and you don't need bad spouses you don't need bad friends and you don't need uh bad partners bad romantic partners you don't need bad people in your life you know if you had a plant say Say, you know, you're growing a garden, a vegetable garden, or whatever. And, you know, one of the pumpkins in the patch that you're growing is starting to rot. Or it isn't growing properly. You know, you, you can, if it's, not, if it's not growing properly, you can, you can try your best to nurse it back to health, try to get it to grow properly. But at the end of the day, if that pumpkin isn't growing properly, then you're just going to have to forget about it. And you're just going to have to, you're going to have to take that pumpkin and dispose of it because it's not growing right. Or at the very least, you're just going to have to dispose your hope of that pumpkin ever growing correctly. Just as much as you might um, have to dispose the belief that your partner will ever stop hitting you, that your partner will ever respect you. If this is the case, if they are not willing to work on themselves and help you help them in the process, well, not, yeah, and help you help them and help them help you in return, if they're not willing to do that, then they're just not the person for you at all. It doesn't matter as to whether or not you love them. Because you can sit up here and love someone all you want. But do they love, do they honestly love you if they're willing to treat you like that? Would a person who loves you treat you like shit on purpose? 
I don't think so. I mean, unless you're just joking around with your friends and that's how you joke around with them, and it's not serious at all, and you roast each other on a constant basis, and it's literally not even serious, that's different. Because that's you and them. That's that's your dynamic with that person. And that's completely okay, because I have dynamics like that in my life. You know, I have, you know, uh, guy friends of mine. Well, shit. All of my friends are guys. I don't even know why I said that. Um, anywho, I have friends of mine that, you know, I, 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 we, we roast each other from time to time. And we're just, you know, we're fucking around. We're just having a conversation. You know, we're having fun. But if it's not like that, and it's literally your partner just being completely negative to you and just, well, you know how it feels. I mean, if you're going through it or if you have gone through it, you know what I'm talking about already. So I guess I don't really have to explain, but for those who have never been in that situation before, um, you don't want to be in that situation. And if you've never been in this situation before and that's completely new to you and you just so happen to find yourself in that, I'm sorry, you can try to fix it, if, if it can be fixed, but if it can't, you need to walk away, and that's what I found, and walking away is one of the hardest things that you can possibly ever do, and then after walking away, you have to acknowledge that just because you encounter this person or several other people just like them, that doesn't mean that that's going to be every relationship that you have. And, and the thing is, is that it's hard. It's hard when you develop a bias like that. It's hard to dispose of that bias, but you have to be open-minded with a new person. Even if they do end up turning out to be shit, that doesn't mean that the next one is going to turn out to be shit as well. I mean, if you keep having, if you keep having these uh, relationship problems, you might want to look into the type of people that you are actually into. <laughs> Are you actually looking at these people critically and saying, okay, I think that you're a good person. Are you including them in your life way too early? Are you including these people in your life way too early? Are you catching feelings for people who are not the best for you because they're physically attractive? Are you so obsessed with your rose-colored glasses, as it were, that you can't see the big picture. You know, the big picture that your friends are trying to tell you about. You know, if your friend is trying to tell you that, hey, uh, I don't think that your girlfriend, your boyfriend, this other friend that you have is the best person that you could ever include in your life, then you might want to actually critically examine what they had to say. And, oh, oh, Christ, I'm sorry. I, I think I might have gone over your head a bit if you don't know what um, the term rose-colored glasses actually means. Um, it's a sociology term, and basically it means that you're blinded by love or you're blinded by the happiness of the friendship or you're just blinded by something that has to do with that person. 
um, you're looking at them affectionately and all that stuff, and you're blinded by your affection for this person, whether they be a friend or family member, whatever, you are blinded by your, um, admiration or whatever for this person, and you cannot help but to actually think they are the best thing since sliced bread when they are actually the worst thing since nukes, to put it frank. It's very hard to get out of that mindset, so I don't blame you if you're in it. But if you're here, you probably acknowledged that you kind of are. But then again, I don't think I'm going to title it like that. I don't, th- I don't know how I'm going to title this, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I really don't know how I'm going to title this. It's going to be a minute since I it's before I post this. It's going to be in my drafts for like a week or two, or maybe not before I actually release it because I don't I don't I don't know how I'm going to title this <clears throat> because I'm just rambling and I keep rambling and it's not helping anyone. I swear to God, I'm not high right now. My, my my brain runs a mile a minute, and it's very, very hard for me to organize my thoughts. Very, very hard for me to organize my thoughts. Um, if I had a co-host, I think my ideas would be easier to organize because I'd have someone to keep me on track. Oh, well. But anywho... I don't really think I can say much more on this topic besides the fact that, you know, you're not alone from this. Oh, oh, actually I do. How you're treated in your childhood, um, actually, um, impacts a lot of that too. Um, see, I was bullied a lot as, uh, a child. A lot. I was ostracized and bullied constantly. And this ostracizement was the first develop was the thing to first develop my social anxiety. You know, I felt extremely self-conscious about myself because I was just I was just being me. That's all I was doing. I was just being me and people didn't like me. And I honestly thought that there is something wrong with me. And then I got angry. And then I said, you know what, there isn't anything wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. But I'm a kid, so I didn't really express that in the best way possible. So what ended up happening is that by being bullied, I ended up lashing out at my bullies. And then I turned into a bully to them. It wasn't that I was standing up for myself. It was that I was going out of my way to bully them because they bullied me. And it was even when it was completely unprovoked, because I didn't care. Because it's like, you know, you treat me like that, completely unprovoked, so why shouldn't I? Well, I can't really lie with that logic, but at the same time, that is that didn't make me any better than them. And by the 8th grade, I figured that out, and I didn't like what I saw in the, my past self. I mean, looking back, as an 18-year-old, as an adult... I can honestly understand as to why my 7th grade year old, yeah, 7th grade self and my 4th grade self uh um uh bumped heads a lot. 
on certain things because I was actually nicer compared to my, uh, I was actually nicer. And the thing is, is that my seventh grade year was when people actually started, my fifth grade year was actually, sixth or seventh grade was actually when people actually started to respect me as a person. Because I came out at a very early age. I came out when I was 11. And when I was 11, I was in the 5th grade. And I came out because I knew what I was. There was no hiding it. I mean, even even as an 11-year-old, I knew for damn sure that my being gay was just as natural as my being black. Was just as natural and irreversible as my being black. So, to be made fun of it made no sense to me, and I didn't care about what people said. My main question, you know, when I was finding out that, you know, gay people were, uh, uh, quote-unquote persecuted, um, I wondered why people would ever persecute someone who can't help who they are. I wondered that about racism as well, but... I wasn't very articulate. Well, actually, no, I was quite articulate for an 11-year-old. I just didn't express it in the way that I did just now. Uh, hmm. Not because I was dumb, it's just I, I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the worldly experience that I have now. I mean, that I, I mean that's only like seven years of experience that I have under my belt. That, that's only like seven more experience, seven more years of experience that I have under my belt, but... Seven years does make a difference, in my opinion. But, uh, going back to what I was saying. I was, um, bullied a lot for being gay, but it didn't really hurt me. I didn't really care. Uh, people ask me dumbass questions all the time. I didn't really take it as hate. I just took it as a dumbass question, and I just took it with grace. I answered the question. I answered the dumbass questions because, well, they didn't really expect me to answer the question. They just expected me to act offended and then walk away, but that's not what I was going to do, and that's not what I wanted to do, even, and it made people respect me because of the way that I acted towards my, towards my bullies. There was also one time that this one kid kept calling me a lesbo, and the thing is, is that it didn't hurt me, it just pissed me off a bit, because it's like, he did this every day, practically of every month, like, it went on from, from, like, I think I came out in the fall, to all the way to the spring, like, do you understand how annoying that actually is? To have someone, you know, it's like to deal with that shit for that long, it's really fucking irritating. So, you know, seeing as to how I had been dealing with that for like the most of the, the majority of the year, literally ever since he found out, um, it angered me, but it didn't anger me because it was a slur. It angered me because you're reminding me of something that, you know, 11-year-old, lo- 11-year-old you know, 5th uh, grade myself logic here. I felt as if he was reminding me of something, reminding me of this, as if I didn't already know. 
Like, every time I heard lesbo, I heard, you're gay. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And 2 plus 2 is 4. The grass is green and the sky is blue. But literally only because of the fact that the sun's rays refracts off of the ocean. And then the ocean looks, and the ocean is blue, which makes the sky look blue. Like, you're literally telling me all of these basic facts that I already know. What are you going to tell me next? That a circle has no sides and a, a square has four sides? Like, what are you doing? Stop it. A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. Like, what is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. But that that's how I felt about it, you know? Like I said before, I felt as if my gayness was just about as um, irreversible and natural as my race. So when people actually came at me for it, I didn't care. But it just annoyed me because I didn't like to be reminded of things that I already knew as if I didn't know it. That was just a really pet peeve of mine back then, and it kind of is now, but... Not as much as it was back then, because a lot of people had the tendency to treat me like I'm stupid. Well, treat me like I was stupid, because I acted stupid, but, like, it's fun to act stupid. It's just not fun to be stupid, like, to be legitimately slow. I mean, it looks fun, but, you know, it doesn't seem like it. Anywho. It didn't stop up until the point that he actually started to throw things at me. He threw an eraser in my face. It didn't. It, it bothered me a bit, but it didn't really bother me, bother me. And then he threw a sharp-ass pencil at me, and then it landed, like, square in the ridge of my nose. And he damn near poked my eye out. And that's when I got pissed. Because he actually almost injured me. And that's the thing that pissed me off, and I kind of went overboard, but hey, you know, I slammed a textbook over his head, and I started yelling at him like a drill sergeant. Uh, he never fucked with me like that ever again. He never, I can tell you this, he never called me a lesbo ever again, and no one in that room had ever fucked with me about my sexuality after that. Only people who had never actually heard about that incident started to fuck with me. But, you know, after all that shit, no one ever fucked with me ever again about that subject. I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. That had nothing to do with what I was talking about. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah. Being treated like that actually really did do a number on my confidence because I felt as if, not because I was gay, but because I'm different, you know? It's like, I feel as if people aren't going to like me because I'm different. You know, everyone wants to be in this box, and here I am. Everyone wants to live in their own little box, and here I am living in my five-dimensional tesseract. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to be unique. I'm going everywhere. I'm so sorry. 
Jesus Christ. Where was, what was I even talking about? God damn it. I'm going to have to split this up if I even can. I am so sorry. I went so off topic. Or at least I think I did. Because I can't even remember the point of what I was talking about. Because it's not like I can go back and listen to what I was said, to what I said, and then like, go back to what I was saying, and then, I, I, I'm so sorry, I'm rambling, I don't have a script, I all, I always do this shit off the cuff, because I usually have a complete stream of thought, shit, I think when I said I was done, I was actually done, like, accidentally moved on to something else, or, I, or either that, or I lost the plot of, oh, how people are treated and how it affects them and the shit. I'm sorry that you had to listen to all of that. That 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 was probably really annoying. I'm sorry. Um But yeah, how how you're treated in your childhood actually affects you as well. Um I can't believe I forgot the entire point of what I was saying. Anywho. Uh, how you're treating your childhood really does affect you as well because you might actually think people that that people don't like you literally for you being you just like I said in my example you know I everyone wants to live in their little box and here I was in my five-dimensional tesseract people didn't like me because I was in my five-dimensional tesseract and that was literally the only reason. Yep, that was literally the only reason. I was trying to think of other reasons, but other than that, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, anywho. You know, because anytime that I went up to a group of people on the playground, you know, they were like, Oh, GJM9, don't, don't talk to us. Don't talk to us, GJM9. We don't want you around here. Go away, GJM9. And I'm just like, oh. Okay. Like, any group. Any group of people. I could walk up to any group of people, and that would, and that's exactly what would happen. And the groups that accepted me, I never actually felt connected to. Which is weird. Because people didn't feel connected to me, but when people felt connected to me, I didn't feel connected to them. That's actually very, very weird. And I think that, and I, and I think that actually uh, makes a lot of sense because nowadays, once again, sometimes I can't even recognize when people want me around because of that, because of everything that happened back then. I can't even acknowledge when people want me around. So, I automatically feel disconnected from them. And I think that's why. Because I didn't want to get attached to this group of people, only to be exiled. And lo and behold, later later down the line, I ended up being exiled when, as soon as we got into high school. And lo and behold, as soon as we got into high school, I ended up being exiled from that group. Because reasons... And 
Yeah, because reasons. Not only that, but I was actually very honest about my sexuality. Everyone knew I was gay, so obviously people asked me who I liked, and I was honest about that as well. Did they make fun of me for it? Yeah, but I didn't care. And the person usually freaked out, because we're young. And I'm just like, look, it's not even all that important. And then they stop freaking out, and it's fine. Because I'm like, it's not, it's not that, it's, it's not that serious. It's, it's good. It's Gucci. It's alright. It's not even that serious. And then they start freaking, stop freaking out. But as soon as I did that, did that same strategy, did that same coping strategy uh, with this other person, you know, girl found out I liked her because I told her, because I felt uncomfortable being friends with her and, and liking her at the same time. I told her and then she freaks out, you know, it starts an entire fucking thing. And then I'm like, look, it's not even that serious. Calm down. And then she freaks out even more. I didn't even understand why that happened. Uh, nowadays, I'm guessing it's because of the fact that she liked me. So, that's probably what happened there. Another time, uh, it wasn't, another time, my sophomore year, that last one was my 8th grade year. So, my sophomore year, uh, same thing happened, but not really. Told the girl I liked her. Nothing really happened, actually. Nothing really happened. She didn't freak out. Everything was cool. Uh, she actually started to be interested in me and like me. But, you know, I couldn't... Re- I didn't recognize it. I just didn't recognize that she was into me. And... She knew that I didn't recognize it. You know, I was a sophomore. No, no, no. The, I, freshman. I No, sophomore. I'm sorry. I was a sophomore. She was a junior. And I think that she had the personal experience and insight to understand that I didn't even, uh, I didn't even see it. So when it got down to it, she basically denied that she was interested in me in the first place, even though I knew damn well that she was, but I wasn't bold enough to say, uh, stop lying to me. I wasn't bold enough to tell her to stop lying to me. I also wasn't bold enough to tell her to, to do literally anything about it. All I really ever wanted to do was hang out. I never really asked her on a date. I never tried to get with her. I never attempted to try to, you know, be in a relationship with her. Uh, that wasn't really my aim when I told her that I liked her. I was only telling her so I could get over her. Because, again, that's another coping mechanism that I have. Because I've noticed that if I tell a girl that I like her, and then she tells me that she isn't interested, I get over it faster. And I don't have to dwell on her as long as I usually have to. So that's what I did. And then my anxiety caught up with me. And then I stopped talking to her for a while and then I kept talking to her on and off because I kept feeling bad for avoiding her for practically no reason because of my anxiety and then um if anything if anything we were actually pretty a-okay before I started doing that shit I I didn't I I didn't chase her. I was just really nice to her. And then again, it happened with another person. And then 
The same thing that happened my 8th grade year happened my junior year with another person. Except, it was even more fucking overblown. And it was even more fucking dramatic. And it was even fucking worse because I told her that I loved her, even though it was true. And I had a mental breakdown because of it. And that was- and it was only because I didn't fucking want to. And I already told her this shit. And I went ahead and told her this shit. And it, it was it was a mess. It was an absolute clusterfuck of a mess. Let me tell you. Because she freaked out, of course. She freaked out. And then I come to her and I'm like, look, I had a mental breakdown. I was having a mental breakdown. I meant what I said, but I'm not trying to date you. It was it's not that serious. I'm not trying to date you. It's not that serious. Next thing I know, she doesn't want to fucking talk to me because apparently I took it back. Like, you're the main one who was telling everyone that you weren't interested in me to begin with. So I don't understand as to why you cared. Uh, I don't really understand as to why you care that I don't. Or uh, where my intentions were when I told you. Because I wasn't trying to be in a relationship. I was trying to get rid of those feelings. Now, now, just, just for context... What? This wasn't a random girl, okay? This was not a random girl. This was a girl that I was associated with months prior to that incident. Months prior to that incident, you know, I, I, you know, we had already been friends. It just so happened that that happened, okay? Later on, and, you know, I stopped talking to her. I get mad because she got her friends involved, and I don't like how her friends got involved, and the lines of communication were fucking broken and shit. And I was fully aware of that, and I was fucking pissed, so I stopped talking to her. And then I started talking to her again, because I figured that I was a bit too harsh in my decision um, to just stop fucking talking to her like that. Because, you know, we were both going through it. We were both going through that situation. So, who am I to get mad at her for how she reacted when this was probably one of the first times that it fucking happened to her, seeing as to how it was my junior year, it was her senior year, and we're still in fucking high school, which means we don't really have all that much life experience to begin with. So once again, that was probably the first time that it ever happened. Either that, or I'm a jackass. A complete jackass. And... How I perceive myself is not how everyone, is not how people perceive me. And this isn't also a fear that I have. I have a fear that the way that I perceive myself, now I don't perceive myself as this righteous character, but I do perceive myself as a decent enough person. Because I'm humble and I don't really think I'm the greatest shit ever, ever since sliced bread. I really don't. But I try to be as nice to people as I can. I try to be as decent to people as I can, legitimately. I already explained this. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I keep apologizing. Hmm. Anywho. Um. And this is exactly what was happening in this situation because I... I was going insane because it's like I was so disconnected from everything. I was even disconnected from myself. I didn't know how people perceived me anymore because of that incident. And because of the incident with the other girl that I was talking to you about, 
the girl that basically talks sh so much shit about me to literally everyone that I used to be associated with to try to get me to stop, to get me to not talk to her, to, to get me to not, uh, to get them to not talk to me, you know, warning people, quote unquote, warning people about me, even though you don't fucking know me, because literally all that shit happened in her freshman year, and, you know, who, we, we weren't really people in the freshman year, like, if you're in your freshman year and you're listening to this, you are not going to be the person that you are your senior year, and if you are, I don't know what to tell you, and if you do end up being that person that you were your freshman year, I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, if you're listening to this and you've already graduated high school or you dropped out, whatever, you know, you already know, freshman year, you're not going to, you, 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 there's a stark contrast between freshman year you and senior year you, and I know this because I am senior year me. For the most part, I keep rambling. Holy shit. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I need a bulleted list. I need to write the shit down and have a bulleted list. This episode is way too long. Anywho. Uh... Yeah. And anyway, when you're in these, when, when you're in a high pressure situation like the one that I had already described, um, the one with the, with the mental breakdown and that caused me to like fucking flood my emotions out literally because I needed to, because if I didn't, I honestly didn't know what the fuck would have happened. I honestly don't know what the fuck would have happened to me if I didn't, because I was so emotionally distraught. I don't, I was so fucking emotionally distraught by being in love with someone who I didn't want to be in love with, like that, oh, I just don't, I just don't even know, I, I don't know, but then again, it, it, it's no wonder why this girl doesn't want to talk to me anymore, because she essentially knows that now, she essentially knows that I fell in love with her, and I didn't even want to fall in love with her to begin with, like, you like, it's like, hey, I like you, but I have no intentions of dating you, literally at all. But the thing is, is that she told people that she didn't, but it's like, if you're gonna react that way, if you're gonna freak out about it and react that way and get all, and get all butt mad, then you probably did. It's weird. It's weird, weird things. But yeah, that, that's kind of why currently I'm thinking that she, my girlfriend, my current girlfriend is going to break up with me because I just got through telling her that I loved her for the first time and over text because I have no fucking choice. So with that being said, it makes a lot of sense as to why I feel the way I do and why I'm so fucking paranoid about this entire situation and why I will not look at that goddamn text. I'm not looking at that text. I'm telling you that. Right now, not fucking looking at it. Not until I'm ready, at least, because I don't want to avoid it or anything like that. I I'm sorry if this is way too long and I'm wasting your time or something. I mean, even though you, you literally clicked on this, 
either that or I asked you to listen to it, to which I'm sorry, because you had to listen to me ramble about bullshit for, like, almost an hour, and I'm really sorry, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's just about it, I think I've covered everything, I, I would say the conclusion here would be, um, number one, if you are in an abusive situation, try your best to get out of it, um, don't place that person on a pedestal, because if you place that person in a pedestal, you will not be able to see what they're doing to you. You know, whether you won't be able to see their flaws. You know, you it's one thing to brush off someone's flaws and be like, oh, you know, this not that big deal. But it's another thing to brush off someone going out of their way to emotionally or physically abuse you. My dog woke up. Sorry about that. Um, probably because I was talking so damn loud. I'm sorry, Maxwell. Um, third thing. Acknowledge that the past does distort your perception of reality. But just because your perception of reality is distorted does not mean that you need to act on that. Meaning that... Be self-aware. Acknowledge that the only reason you feel as if your partner is going to cheat on you right now isn't because of reality. It's because, unless it is because of reality. But if it's not because, unless they actually are, I'm sorry if they are, you know, but if they're actually not and you're just being crazy, then just acknowledge that you're just being crazy about it because of things that have happened to you in the past and just, if it helps, express that to them. And if they get upset, and if they get upset, they get upset. But at the end of the day, say, look, I can't help but to have that perception of you, but it's literally based off of nothing. It's not based on anything that has to do with you, but my past experiences. I'm not blaming you for any of this. This is how I feel, and I just want to get it off my chest. You know, that, that's exactly what I did. That's what I had to do. Because if I didn't, then I don't really know how I'd, how I'd actually be able to get through our relationship and still carry all of that fucking baggage with me and never actually tell her about it. Do I know what she thinks about it? Fuck no, because I didn't read that text because uh, I don't really want to. <laughs> Because I'm thinking that is terrible. But again, you already know. I'm just blowing it out of proportion because I'm scared. And this is the conclusion. And this is the main conclusion, I guess. You tend to blow things out of proportion in these situations when you are scared. You're scared of the outcome that is going to come of you basically exposing yourself and basically coming out and saying, hey, um, I'm weak in these areas because this, that, and the other. And quite honestly, if the person that you're with or if your friend doesn't really want to be associated with you anymore based off of these issues when it has nothing to do with them, then they might not be the person for you, unfortunately.
And it's really hard to come to grips with that, especially if it's someone who you want to keep in your life or someone who you want to stay in your life. I think that's just about it. So, uh, I'm GJM9. Good good job. Good, Good job, M9. And I I think I'm done here.